Hello everybody, thank you again for tuning in. As always, this episode of the Taste Mill Podcast features comedian and Welsh TV and radio broadcaster Daniel Glynn. You may also recognise Daniel from Meeting Cardiff TV. Uh, Dan's a good friend of mine, Stefan's. It's also the first time we've had a comedian on the show. So sit back, relax and enjoy episode 5 of the Taste Mill Podcast featuring Daniel Glynn. Hello, you are joined here by myself, Drew Taylor, and our guest, Mr. Daniel Glynn. Hello there. How's it going? How are you today? Yeah, good. I'm a bit nervous, I've got to be honest. What, do we look like a... Like a no, a, I don't know. I've never done... I listen to podcasts all. I love a good podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've never actually been on one. Oh, sorry. As well, a you, guest or a presenter. You're smashing it now. So. Oh, normally after about five minutes, I'd have to play a song if I'm doing yeah. Radio Cymru or but something like that. But that's it, isn't it? Yeah. That's you, that's you multi-talented, Dan. You're a radio presenter, TV presenter, comedian, station manager, comedy producer. What, what haven't you done? Um, I can't act, and I'm a terrible actor, and I can't dance. And so I'm not a triple threat at all. You know they have the triple threat. You can sing, you can dance, yeah. and you can act, yeah? I can't do. Can I say? Oh, I can sing. I'm alright. Yes, Ish. you're a single threat. I'm. I'm not a threat at all. Oh, right? at all. Oh, that's, that's good to know when we're in close. <laughs> Non-threatening. Non-threatening. None of my friends can sing or can dance, so mm-hmm. you're in good stead here. I would say definitely. Are, so, are you going to tell people who I am? Yes, yes. yes I, 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 there's a big assumption. Another reason I'm a bit nervous because I'm thinking most people listen to this have no idea who I am. Most people that listen to this don't know who the hell I am. Yeah, don't worry. I suppose that's the way it works, isn't you're it? Higher up in yeah, the food well, chain we, than me. We, we always start off by saying, you know, sort of it's becoming a repetitive. Then we say we know who you are. Yeah. Our audience may we not. We know where you live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, our audience <laughs> may not. So yeah. do you want to introduce yourself formally to the audience? Oh, do you say that? Do you? Yeah. What do people say when you say that? Do they go? Oh, names depends what who it is. You know? All right. Are they offended by? No. 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 That's what we sort of precursory with. We know who you are, of course. But and yeah. the audience, I'm oh, sure right. they do too. But for the three people who don't, well, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. We assume they do. Um, okay. Well, um, my name is Daniel Glynn. I uh, have been working in the entertainment industry since 1992. Um, am I successful? Don't know. Um, if a measure of success is, have I made a living out of it? Most of the time, yes, I have. Um, but you know, I'm, I used to be a bit front and centre on Esped or Rex Sharad Kamrai nice. in the early nineties as a kids presenter, and then I just turned into a fat yellow tusked writer. <laughs> 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 but between sort of yeah, ninety two and ninety four. I was maybe uh, Philip Schofield, Andy, do you know what? Would you, Andy Peters? Andy would you Peters, be? Andy Crane. Andy Crane, Andy that's Peters, it. Andy who looks younger now than he did back then. That's it. I did that between 92 and 94. They, you know, they had a puppet, so Ed, they had Ed, Ed the, the Duck, Duck Gordon and Gopher. Gordon the Gopher. Couldn't afford that. Um, there was no Sorry. budget at all. So what we had was a, a photo of a cat, not <laughs> and a photo of a cat which we put on the bottom of the camera. And if somebody won a prize, the prize was a photocopy. Oh, that cat signed Jeez. by the cat. And we what just used to fold it up as well, so it would be double knackered already and posted <laughs> to them. So uh, yeah, we played our 
our naf no our nafness our lack of resources on our sleeves we wore them on our sleeves so did the all the um all the budget mainly go on gunge or something like that did it do you know what it's interesting in the early 90s uh gunge it, now you can buy gunge you yeah. can buy tv gunge you know you know the mtv um movie awards or yes. gunge and actually that looks amazing yeah it looks it looks clean it looks fun i bet it's a right they're all going oh you've been gunge i bet it's amazing Show I was working on called Slot Saturn, uh, Saturday Slot. Um, which it's a kid was show. A kid so, show. Sounds much more mature. Yeah, Saturday morning <laughs> show, um, which was touring around Wales. What they used to do is on, <clears throat> they used to get buckets. So they have a bucket of mushy peas. They'd have a bucket of semolina. They'd have a bucket of beans. That's the ingredients and, of the guns. And then, yeah. and your buckets of sort of food stuff and yeah. mush it up. And then, so, so obviously it'd be heavy, so it would hurt. Kids in Africa were dying and you were wasting beans. Oh, well, they, they used to use the early 90s stuff like that. They didn't mind stuff like that. <laughs> These days now, yeah, we wouldn't be allowed anywhere near it. No. Um, never mind health and safety. Yeah. But what would happen is... Once again, budgetary things. So what they would do, rather than going, right, well, we'll go to Costco or whatever and get more beans and everything, like that, they just keep it till the following week. Now, we're driving on wheels in the summer <laughs> and on, on live on TV, I don't know who it was. Like, we'd have random people in, like, Lord David Ellis Thomas, I'm sure he was a guest on the show, and um, every now and again, Duncan Goodhue, yeah? The swimmer? The yeah. swimmer. The swimmer who had no hair. The kid, that's it, the kid in the class in the show. He was a fan of Duncan Goodhue, so look who we got, we got Duncan Goodhue, no idea what's going on. I don't know if we gunged him. Anyway, this gunge had been touring for about two, three weeks, and somebody got gunge, could have been a kid, and there was a mouse, a dead mouse <laughs> in the gunge. So I saw it falling down, boof, it on his head. Now, this, now we live in, you know, in them days, you couldn't sit down and pause it. By now, it would be internet Your viral sensation. Your viral history. The dead rat and the beans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. That was that was when I was mainly mainly presenting. A lot of kids presented. Was it good many? Um, well, in those days, yeah, it was uh, yeah. it was okay. Especially you know, I was like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, so I had, yeah, it was yeah, it was good fun. And it, in those days, it was interesting. S four C was interesting because there was only four channels in Britain. Yeah, so you had one, two, three, and four. So. And once again, it was an aspiration to be a proper channel. So you know, he'd have photo shoots and yeah. stuff like this. It was it was a bizarre time. I always it, was, remember, it wasn't good um, for my narcissism. I always in terms of the S4C thing. I always remember opening the paper, looking in the yeah. middle for the TV guide, seeing someone on Channel Four mm. to want to watch, and then crossing my fingers that it would be down in that bottom section S4C as well. Usually, like, ah, would at two in the morning, it's only yeah. two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I can't yeah. watch it. You know, it, yeah, it was yeah. a, if a film normally. Do you know what I mean? Not, 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 a, not a created. Program. Well, there was you know sacrifice that had to be made for the Welsh language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had S- Plenty of rassos, though. Remember S4C2 on, on Electric Sky? Boogaloo? Yeah, well, S4C2 was on Sky, right? And all it was was a picture of a beach with a with a boy, as in, like, a B-H-O-Y. Yeah. And uh, just a um As in a, a B-O-Y? Number. Uh, usually now, yeah. Poi, that's, that's, B-O-U-Y. Oh, I was that's thinking of Celtic isn't it? fans. Danny oh, Boy, B-H-O, yeah. 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 It's always yeah. comedy with you, yeah, mate. Yeah, always, always. But let's get back to the story. Uh, <laughs> but all it was, the channel, just a picture and a phone number. That's all it was. Well, it was a holding channel, wasn't it? What's the point? Well, because I think there was an aspiration there to get more and more and more stuff well, on I, it. I, I, I want a channel then. Well, me. <laughs> you go when you go on your phone. <laughs> that's the thing. We're all, we're all broadcasters now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think there was. A, I think that's what it was. Sorry, that's a boring answer. I should have gone. Yeah. To be fair, it was a boring question. But, um, <laughs> you are a stand-up comedian. Uh, I've gigged with you quite recently, and uh, I'm gigging with you again very soon. So uh, I think I find it a lot of fun. Uh, do you, Do you really enjoy stand-up? Um, that's a very good question. Um, when you say like stand-up comedian, I either. Pff, 
two things. I either do what um, some comedians call me, which is call myself a comedy tourist, yeah. which I'm happy to call myself real dip in and dip. I used to be a big Peter Ustinov fan. Do you know Peter Ustinov? Yeah, yeah. Peter Ustinov used to every couple of years just do a tour, just, you know, telling stories and, and just do it like that. Um, I thought, I bet that's a good laugh. <laughs> just yeah. doing everyone now and then. I've obviously had spent this whole career becoming Peter Ustinov to be able to earn that. Um, so I'll dip in and out. I did a year, when was it, 2018? Yeah, 2018, I didn't hardly did any. I think I did two. And now I, I do about, I'm going to make you both cry now because I know you're both stand-up comedians. Yeah. I do about 10 a year, yeah, yeah. 12 a year. About 10 a but if I don't do it, um, well, I mean, it is it is very addictive and yeah. I don't do it. And also, the reason I did stand-up, because really, not to sound wanky, but... It suddenly describes something like a writer, I'm a writer who can perform his own material, yeah. and I thought, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, mm. so that's what I'm. So really, you know, I'm definitely I'm a writer much more than I'm a stand-up comedian. Well, a big thing in stand-up is sort of like you know you've got to do it and do it and do it to get good, and you've got to do this this ten thousand hours type approach, and you know you've got to keep practicing, keep doing it, and keep. How doing many it, days is ten thousand hours? Ten thousand hours. Too many. Would How do you work that out? You keep on talking. I'll work it out. Five hundred days, I think. Approximately 500 days. Well, there's that film 500 Days of Summer. They weren't very good stand-ups after that. No, but like Summer you sort of, well. you, I, th- I find that sort of fly in the face of that because you said to me before that you've probably done 300 gigs in total. And <laughs> 25 years. 25 years, years you know, and yet you're still able to just get up and, and, and do it. So are I you just making a mockery out of everybody else in, in that yeah, sense? Yeah, you're too good. Uh, you're making a mockery well, out of Well, let's go back to that 10,000 hours. Yeah, yeah. how many is days I, is it? I dis- uh, it's 10,000, so I divide that by 24, is that right? Um, yes, 10,000 over 24. Welcome to the maths. Yeah, 416 days. Are. But that's as in 24 hours. Yeah, so non-stop, I think yeah. I, when I used to, I heard that better 10, than I am now. <laughs> I heard that 10,000 hours, and I think, well, that can't apply to stand. It can't apply to writing. It can't do, because... You know, there's, you haven't got the lifespan to do. You've only got 20 minutes says That's like for people who are rehearsing or practicing the piano. Whilst I heard the 300, I think the 300 gig is a magic number, isn't it, in stand-up world, is it? I people know. say, oh, have you hit your 300 gig? Once you hit your 300 gig... Yeah, I've done about But it's almost, you have to get there before you even do anything. First of all, I'm going to do 300 gigs, yeah? yeah? yeah. So yeah. I think I've done that, and I've hit my 300 gigs, but rather than taking a year, like anyone who's taken it seriously as I think it's taken me 25 years. Mm. But I certainly, when I do do stand-up, interest, I understand what this 300 gig is now. So even, you know, I'm 50 now, and I'm doing stand-up, and I'm going, all oh, right, I'm sort of getting into this now. <laughs> I'm, yeah, getting, yeah. I'm getting my head around this a little bit. You're a bit right. busy boy, though. I'm less, ner- I'm less nervous than I was yeah. doing it. Um, but I also, you know, you pick up tricks off you ask if people are willing to give advice even if you don't ask in the yeah. stand-up world i've learned certainly in Cardiff. yeah so which is great but if you do ask they'll read and you get tips everyone um somebody was saying to me do you get nervous if you don't go looking for it so i love doing that i love like you know i um if i've been busy i've been working all day and i gotta stand there i haven't had time i haven't actually gone nervous i'm thinking oh, i'll just get this out of the way and i go hey boy back who do you think you are yeah. What do you do? Well, you think that's my dog sighing at the bottom. Just because his mics pick it up. By the way, hey Joe, um, you know, what do you think you are Sign thinking? You're going to nail this? You know, there's people out there. They paid money, blah blah blah, and really wind myself up a bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that 300 gig is definitely. When I told me that, you're right, Dioch. Do you know? Um, I heard a story about you. Uh, so you you, told, you said to somebody that uh, you always like 
you don't go for a piss before you go on stage. No, I thought that was a well-known thing. So you got uh, a bit of an edge. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tony Blair, I think, has sort of famously Shit said that he sort of yeah he, his stand-up is not the best, but he, oh, great. He, he sort of said that it so keeps I, you on your toes, you know. But um, well, it's certainly if I want to piss, yeah. And I can't have a piss. Oh, hello. Do another five minutes, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not, and I'm not at the stage where, um, you know, I've got to have a piss, mm. but I thought oh, I could have. Actually, no, I'll keep it in, bit of an edge, isn't it? Yeah, um, get a urinary tract infection. <laughs> it's always, also, I think it's interesting when you do, you know, when I dip, do, do my comedy tour and dip in, is that the pre gig dump is just, it's, not, it's a thing all across the board, a PGD. Everybody talks about having a pre gig yeah, yeah. as a thing, and that's nice and comforting. What I do, I have a, a hard one, then a soft one before a gig. All oh, right, one well, that what, stretches, one that fletches. What I do is I did this, and this isn't a tip given to me by a comedian, it just occurred to me because there's a broad, Welsh broadcaster called Howell Gwynbrun, yeah, and um, he was saying that um, he, uh, you know, before he, he was preparing, this is what he did, he'd wash his mouth, what this, that, and the other. And um, he's saying, what do you do? And I thought, oh, I thought everybody did this. What I do is this, is I'll definitely have a poo before going on stage. I have to have one. Um, and it just comes on, oh, here we are. And it also, it knows not to be last minute. It knows to give me a bit of yeah, time. Yeah, your bum is in like, tune with your brain. Yeah, right? it's clever. It's really clever. Ah, right, okay, we'll do the, that. And um, what I do is then, I'm on my way to the toilet. Any negative thoughts I got, any, oh, I'm going to die on my ass, this, that. Mm. I'm less, I was less nervous as nervous, but any, oh, you know, and also just any life problems, anything, blah, 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 like this, you're going to die, no, it's going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. Sit down, have the dump, and then, um, and put all those ideas into that poo. Blah, just get them out. Just get out Shit of that it. shit out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get out. And then turn around, flush it, and use the flush noise as applause. So you take a bow. Yeah. So it goes, Psh! and you go, thank you, Larry. Uh, do you um, bow at the toilet after? after so I've got no sense of smell. Um, I lost my sm- sense of smell of casks when I was seven, so it doesn't smell. So I just hear the bend down nice. over the toilet. Walk and That's I, a I, nice I, it metaphorical does, cleanse. And I don't even know if it works or not. I'm not particularly superstitious. But that's one of my superstitions. Maybe you've got the same. It makes sense. Like yeah, I, I, always, um, that, I always yeah. trim my nails. Uh, if I got a gig and then I'll trim my nails. Do you? Yeah, I make sure my nails are nice and short. I don't know why. It feels as if I'm sort of ready then. And oh, right, uh, also it's less scratchy on the yeah, microphone. Yeah, yeah, maybe it could be that. I don't get in that. But well, like yeah. in terms of nerves and stuff, it's a common question that I'll get asked, oh, do, you, do you get nervous for a gig? And... Uh, I don't know why. I only get nervous before like trial spots. I could be closing a gig, headlining a gig somewhere. Doesn't bother oh, me. God, I don't but if this, I could be doing like a, a, a sports thing. That doesn't bother me. So trial spot. Yeah. That's when I get nervous. Well, I think yeah. But I think you right, should be there as well. On this now. If it's an important gig, I yeah. get nervous. Like, I think for, if you don't, that's like a bit sociopathic, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But like, I, 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 I'm <laughs> a Welsh as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You got to be a bit like, oh, I'm not going to oh. be rubbish. I'm not good enough. Like, yeah. That Babbitt Lane gig we did. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was just a bit of context. Uh, the Estedwood, Estedwood is, um, I'll give you a nice example of the Estedwood is um, here in Wales. It's a very Welsh thing. Yeah. It's like Christian camp, but without the Christianity, yeah. certainly by now. Um, so it's Glastonbury without the fun. Well, yeah, but there's, you the know, tracks. peripheral bands and this, that and the other. Um, anyway, the Estedwood, they've got the literature tent, a Babet Lenadiaith, which has been abbreviated to a Babet Lane. And it's, oh, this is where, you know, the, the clever, the sort of the poetry competitions Snops. and all Snops. that. Like, yeah, okay. And um, <laughs> you still took the gig, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you took the gig with it. <laughs> anyway, the Babet Lane, for the first time ever, um, it only took us 25 years of nagging him, but the Babet Lane had a proper full-on MC stand-up gig and it was Tidder Owen uh, stand-up from North Wales so up to this stand-up. point stand-up hadn't been included no it had it's been we've been right. knocking on Stedwell's door and doing bits here or there and everywhere 
But this time they, they took a they took a punt. They've been very good developing Welsh language stand up. Um, and they took a punt and Tiddo and MC there. Uh, and he ran it like a proper gig. Yeah, but he's so good. You can tell you forget sometimes. That's his actual job, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Everything else is just bits. Oh, he was excellent. Oh man, he ran. It was stunning. Um, and also, it was you know, it was like oh my, this could go horribly wrong. Yeah. And he, you know, drew the chalk circle or whatever they yeah. call it and said it's gonna be like this. And the audience, when you crack on, everybody was pretty filthy in the Babylon of the Earth, which in you know, Cymraeg world. Yeah. And there was a bar like there. on the Alamo. Oh, yes, he greased on North, yes. Setting some country's flag on fire type of thing. Yeah. And the world didn't come to end. It worked really nice. Yeah, it was yeah, great. It was good. It was good. So, yeah, that was a good, good gig. You were nervous before that, were you? Yeah, because it was an important gig. And all your gags were taking the mick out of people like them, but yeah. as if they weren't there, because yeah. they were going to be there. Yeah. You had to change it to a bit more... I didn't change it much. ...edgy. Yeah, yeah. We, we were pandering a bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm First three minutes, yeah. You were pandering a bit. Oh, God, I, I love the stare, wasn't I, 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 Yeah, no, I did, I fucked. <laughs> I, 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 I knew exactly what I said. <laughs> I, I know where I'm, you were. Uh? I know where you were. <laughs> I was... Uh, ooh. Outside in the tent. Oh, look at that. That was lovely. Some, is, there, is there any water? Can I look at any water? My water, yes. everyone. Oh, you should have got you some water. Look at my teeth. You look quite healthy. I got teeth like a burnt fence. It sounded like I had a bit of cake in my mouth. That's all right. Um, yeah, I was outside smoking fags. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's the it's the city air or the smog, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's you know it's interesting as well being you know as I said, let's lock lock on your standards. Come here, writing, do all stuff. But, then, but the same know, as watching the development of the scene in Cardiff because it was early nineties. There was oh gigs in the wharf. Yeah, they'd yeah. be odd this that and the other, and the intention was there. Um, to guess some stand them and of course now it's everywhere I've heard of I've heard of people doubling up in Cardiff yeah yeah, <laughs> opening and closing in the, Cardiff the, the rear double I've heard you know, in Cardiff now you have to make a choice if there's nights on what nights it is I, I've never seen the like of it That's I've good. never seen anything like it and it's exactly the same because there's no money flying about in it anyway yeah. um, so the interesting things I learned with this was the first of all um, it used to be like with bands, so you'd put like it was seen as the shit is first. It was a bit mean, and then up and up and up and up, and that's the way it would work. Um, and I didn't realise that you had now obviously a strong opener and a strong close, and that middle bit is a safe. That's so lovely. There's places here where it's safe to fail. There's open spot nights where yeah. it's safe. It's so yeah. important and amazing. There was none of that here. You know, you in in the nineties, man. But you had to, you know, you just got on and got up and did it. And the odd nights that were around, where else? There was nights above the four bars, the odd night here or there. Anyway, I got offered a gig, and I was with the comedian Dan Thomas, an outstanding stand-up comedian, really experienced, been doing it for years, amazing. And then I said, I said, what's the running order, or whatever it's called? What would you call it? The running yeah, order. Running order, order, yeah. What's the running order? And he said, I was Paul James MC in. Um, I'm on first, and then um, somebody else, and then um, <laughs> some, somebody else, and then you're on last, yeah? And I went, okay, fine. And, of course, first in my head, I was thinking, oh, so I'm headlining. And, of course, I've learned there's a difference between headlining and being on first, being on last. Yeah. And woe betide anyone who gets it wrong, yeah? I didn't realise that. All I was thinking was... Oh my god so dan's on first <laughs> so he must be the rubbishest oh my god <laughs> so i told i was going on i was thinking that can't be right and he was telling me explaining all about it and of course in the middle then you had young new acts and with this totally safe environment in the middle watching what the what paul the was doing with the mc and how we dealt with that and it just totally blew my head off 
And I do you know I've done the odd open spot here. They'll always bottle it and go back to material. But then, of course, it's new to a lot of people I'm doing there yeah, with old different. material. Um, so that was interesting. Very interesting. Also, And also the bucket split, you know. I think I was a bit taken aback by that. Because I go, was nobody getting paid? And, of course, people are getting paid. The bucket split sometimes means you get paid more than if people were paying. Because yeah. at least there's people there putting money in. Yeah, definitely. So that was a, an eye-opener to me. I hadn't seen that before. Um, but I love it. I love this so many. It's really exciting and calm with the stand-up in Cardiff now. You know, you could go see stand-up all the time you on it. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, we, we, me and Stefan, we started at the same time, didn't we, in comedy, yeah. which is about four and a half exactly, years ago. Exactly, like a double act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, like yeah, those twins. Like those twins on Netflix. Oh, oh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. That's no, the one. That's them. <laughs> that's them. Wicked double act, yeah. Um, but it's, it's sort of, so we don't see it as on the broader scale, like perhaps you've been going a longer do, but it's, a, it's, it's phenomenal what a comedy going on with us the moment and mm. I think it's really healthy as well because yeah. I don't prescribe to the idea of you know there's only so much to go around there's not there's there's plenty of opportunity to be shared by everyone mm. like I said I said before in, in sort of interviews like this like more football teams create more good football players mm. so it's, it's a positive thing there's yeah. more stand-up gigs and there's more things going on it's better for everyone audiences and, and performers alike yeah it's absolutely fantastic um, it's interesting as well um, certainly if I do do stand-up um it's funny we're talking about stand-up. It's about 5% of my career. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, the other stuff's and boring. You, and you said do do I wrote some words over <laughs> and over and over again. I'll say my writing process. You don't want to hear about my writing <laughs> process. Um, uh, is, you know, I think my set is very, very Welsh. You know, it doesn't... I've tried it across the water. And a lot of the stuff... What I've been trying to do a lot now is push the stuff I do in Welsh, which people go, of course, that wouldn't work in Welsh. I go, all right, then. Because my favourite, I love stand-ups when they go, hello, I am a, and then say what they are, say their background, their belief system, their, um, like John Panette, big, so I'm a massive fat bloke, here are the, and he was, he was 30 stone, I'm a massive fat bloke who loves to eat, here are the jokes about that, I, you know, show me the buffet um, thing, and, he, and that, I like that, I'm that, so... I've got that, um, so I try and do that. I try and see. You know, I managed to. I managed to go over to England, do jokes about the Trigliadi Welsh mutations Brilliant. after setting. You know, it takes a while to set yeah, it yeah, up, yeah. but setting up little traps. So then, when they get it, it doesn't matter if they don't get it. They've got the maths of it. That interests me a lot, but I don't travel well. So the idea that the Welsh comedy set is great, anywhere within us, anywhere within about 50, 60 miles uh, with it of Cardiff, I do okay. After that, I'm struggling. That's fair enough. Mm. But you're part of the Welsh language scene as well, which is probably bigger now than it's ever been. Because I, I think the Welsh language, I mean, it was, there's like, what, 25 Christ good. More. There's 25 good Welsh standards. There's loads. And I don't mean that the others are bad, but there's not 25 people. Welsh speaking, you mean? Yeah, Welsh speaking, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Welsh speaking. Shara Kamraig. I call them, I say, with the shorthand I do. So when you're talking about Welsh music, Welsh language, what do you mean Welsh music, Welsh language? Well, we're all techno. So I just say there's Welsh music, which yeah. is music, whatever, and the Welsh music scene, and then the Cymraic, and just call it that. So the same like the Cymraic yeah. standard. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's going to say, well, what, a Cymraic? What's that? They're going to say <laughs> it. I know they are. Somebody's, That's know. all right. Yeah. Good. The language does not do that. <laughs> it is a, you do. Oh, no, it, it is a Cymraic. All right, then, but then you know it's what a it, metaphor. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a very exciting time. And you know when you were when you were doing stand up, was it in, in Welsh, Welsh back yeah. in the nineties? How many of you were going at it? There was eight, seven, eight, and I think there was one, maybe two female comedians. And now I'd say it's fifty-fifty in the yeah, I'd scene, say so, isn't yeah, it? Definitely. 
yeah. And yeah, yes, yeah, great. The great. future is bright. Future can right. So you know, learns. I mean, once again, though, it's interesting it because it's very much like the nineties. Uh, it's not like the nineties because it doesn't seem to be much cash about. Hmm. Um, so people are doing it for the right reasons, which is brilliant. Instead of like what I did, which is just cash in. Yeah, why not? Oh, Shadow can like. Oh, give, me, give knock, me the money. Knock, knock. Put you see that. That's my <laughs> knock, knock joke. Yeah, sounds sound like a sound like a really friendly policeman then. Yeah, knock, knock, <coughs> knock, knock. Who's there? You both cough. What's the matter with you? Just, um, it's, the, it's the dry ass, the yeah, aircon. Been here for f- Whoever runs this room. Both look shell shocked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to interview to calm you down a bit? No, we're fine. No. <laughs> I, do, I give a plug to I do a radio show every Saturday morning. Oh, that was going to be the next Much question. coveted, 7 till 9 a.m. on BBC. Radio can be die, but still, BBC. <laughs> anyway, I do the laziest questions in the world bit. Excellent. Yeah? So. Um, and they are really lazy. But what I found is a lot of interviews with people, and people used to ask these questions back in the day. Now it has to be in-depth, and uh, this and the other. And these are the lazy, you know, favourite colour, this and the other. Do you want one each? Yeah, go okay. for it. I, I, I like anything. This, uh, uh, Drew, this your, what's your favourite door? My favourite door? Um, my front door, I think. Yeah, everyone says that home, because it's know? home. Everyone says that, so yeah. we can't accept that. But also, I don't like it when I get to my front door. Mm. I don't know, understand how my bum knows about my front door and starts to sort of really go for it that way. Well, like, there's that muscle can, memory or the... Yeah, it must be, yeah. Brown eye. Okay, yeah. I'm going to come back to that because we can't accept front door because right. that's... Okay, we'll come back to that one. This one, you... Well, what's your favourite number, Steph? Uh, number 10. Okay, why is that? Because I used to play football and I wanted to be number 10. What, what does that mean? It means you're good. All right. Well, what, ca- what character? What qua- character did, did you play when you're in the? Uh, I was an attacking midfielder. I did that the other day when we were filming up in the Veil. What character? Yeah, in I know. A football game? We were up with the Veil and we were filming <laughs> oh, for Card- Cardiff TV. Me in half. And it's the WRU. WRU <laughs> really take themselves seriously. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny. It makes me laugh so much. And so, and I don't know who any of these people are because I don't know my sport at all. And it's not a football rugby thing. I just don't like sport, I like computer games. And so I asked him, I said, so how are rehearsals going? <laughs> how are rehearsals going? So how are rehearsals going? He oh, went, you're one half the pitch. What? I mean, training, sorry, training. So which member of the cast is this and all that? <laughs> But so, I think yeah. it's it's quite I think it's quite a, a liberating thing to be a bloke who doesn't give a shit about sport because I think it's almost like a obligation a sort of you know to watch the match yesterday and that sort of thing so to sort of openly say I don't give a shit about sport it's quite a nice thing to no, do actually I, you know I'm, I'm replaced it with computer games though you yeah. know that's that's my you play thing. sport computer games though um, back in the day I would play NBA Jam yeah. on, NBA Jam was NBA Jam was on the Super Nintendo yeah. Yeah. I remember when the four player thing came out oh, the it was two on two, wasn't it? And if we had, if we had three shots in a row, you were on yeah. fire then, wasn't yeah. it? Um, the er- early PJ Golfs, I yeah. love that. Um, I played Actual Soccer, Actual Soccer 2. Do you remember Actual Soccer 2? Do you remember there was know. a cheat on there where you could turn yourself into the super furry animals? Was it really? Yeah, it's on Actual Soccer 2. Good fact. They signed up, and apparently, I don't know if this is true, but apparently time. they'd asked them for a list because obviously there's only five of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, there's five of them, and so you need another six and they asked them for a list and of course because it's a super furry animal it was all I don't know big philosophers or whatever and they gone well and I think they're like Genghis Khan and people like that and, them. and they were a terrible team as well and especially if you played as Hugh Bumford the guitarist of super furry animals he was the worst I think he was the worst player in actual soccer too so I enjoyed playing that I remember um, Sensible Soccer excellent um, 
I used to play Football Manager when it first came out on the ZX81 or Spectrum, yeah, where it was yeah. just number and text base. Because right. I enjoyed them. Because I looking at the facts with the scores, the thing. That's like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. That's it. Do you know what? That's exactly. Imagine it playing like that. It yeah. was like that, and I enjoyed watching that. Um, and I love what it is now. But once again, it's just I haven't got time currently. I just play um, Red Dead Redemption. Online, you playing? Yeah. Is yeah. it like online with um? I played a little bit on GTA Five online. I, oh, I love just that. Constantly attacking me at every opportunity, so I well, haven't I think dipped my can, toe into the online. You should get back Dead. in there now because I you can avoid all that, game, yeah. and you can do co-op missions. I like playing against. I prefer playing against you know real people against the game. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's racing and there's stunts. There's much more fun there. Mm. But a Red Dead Online Two is the most fun I've ever had. I've got a posse, posse glebe, we're called. <laughs> Very clever, isn't it? Uh, um, this translates to what? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's, it's, it translates as wet posse, but it's yeah. not as bad. And also, we thought we were dead clever, <laughs> and then saw everybody who's playing Red Dead have called their posse. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that is a lot of fun because I still, you know, old enough to be into cowboy films. Yeah. Um, and so it is living that dream and it looks outstanding. So I see people getting passionate about football mm. and rugby and I understand it because I get passionate as a bit. If you go into your horse, with your horse into the water in Red Dead, it pushes the water, the lighting the effects. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It is, um, it is a, yeah, it's brilliant. Aesthetically, it's a fantastic oh, game as well, isn't it? And like, I love, I love a good Western film. Like, mm. I don't know if you, you said you enjoy Western, if you enjoy yeah, Western yeah. stuff, but I have this three. constant. I, that's a, I watched that. It's a wicked Western. That's a re- it is. The thing is, though, you're right. It is a good yeah. Western. It's got all the rules in there, isn't it? Yeah. But I have this constant battle at home. Like, we say, oh, let's pick a film then to watch, you know, and then. Should you watch this? Should you watch that? It's always no, no, no. I can never get a Western. Yeah. Anyway. It's my duty to pick a film. I can never oh, get a Western on. How are you going to get that? Unforgiven? That's, uh, yeah, I think that could Quick be a Quick and the Dead, because Sharon Stone's the lead. Quick and the Dead, Sam Raimi films. Great yeah. film, yeah. Really good film. Yeah. Um, DiCaprio. Young Guns. Yeah. You ever watched Senior? Oh, yeah, with them. Um, he ain't all there. Huh? Kevin Bacon and things, is it? No, no. Emilio, Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Estevez. Dermot Mull, whatever his yeah. name is. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Powers Booth. Now, that was uh, Tombstone, wasn't it? Yeah. But, that yeah, no, good it's well. good. So, if you're into that, it's fantastic. And I, that's how passionate I feel when I see people. I remember seeing my mates after the... Because I, you know, I do find my friends a bit annoying if Wales are winning, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Because it's... And also I feel left out, yeah? yeah of I can commiserate or just ignore if people are losing. Um, but I remember seeing how gutted a lot of my friends were in Euro 2016. Yeah. When Wales lost... The, 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 when the play, when the play ended badly for yeah, them. They had, I don't know if they'd rehearsed enough. I don't know if the cast were doing their job <laughs> or what. Well, it's, it's funny you bring that up. And, and, they, and I saw my friends absolutely heartbroken. And I went, whoa. But I remember um, I'd built up on PlayStation 3, on Grand Theft Auto 5, I'd build up a character over years and years and years, um, collected loads of money, and I knew you could migrate the character to PS4. That's good. And um, so I got, but I didn't buy PS4 straight away, wait a couple of years, it's cheap, you can buy a game for a fiver, blah, blah, blah. And then I did it, and I went to migrate my character, and they'd stopped doing it three months previously, and I lost my character, so he's out there somewhere. And I, I, honestly, I was absolutely, I still, I'm still pining for it. So, I understand that passion. It's just yeah. I put into computer that's, games. Yeah, that's yeah. your version into of Sonic the Sonic like Harold Bishop. Yeah? Yeah. It's like your Harold Bishop from Neighbours. I do look like Harold Bishop, yeah. 
But it's funny you, you sort of mentioned the Wales you were twenty sixteen and you mentioned Dan Thomas earlier. I think he won't make me saying this, but he was posting on Facebook, right, I'm gonna give this soccer ball a go tonight and I'm gonna go to the uh, pub yeah. and I'm gonna watch the Wales match. All this fuss mm. and that's the game they win and lost oh, then, you no. know. Yeah, and all he, all he did was, was roast Cristiano Ronaldo for his looks. Didn't say anything about the game at all. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. I do enjoy computer games. I find them um people talk about mindfulness. Mm. Yeah. Um and mindfulness is not being is sort of not being in the future, not being in the past, being in the now. Yeah. And I find when I'm on computer games that's that's well, you're there, escape. You? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember playing Grand Theft Auto four before and I played for something like nine hours straight mm. and uh, I was just sat in a chair in front of a small T V playing it and then I I went, Oh I better turn this off now, it's getting unhealthy and uh, I turned turned it off and I just looked around and went, My God, it's dark. Mm. It was day in the game. Oh, right, yeah. so far in it's very, yeah, that sounds very familiar yeah. <laughs> so we've spoken already to Daniel Glynn about uh, his career up until now kids TV presenter then a stand up comedian now uh, what do you do tell me I know what you are I'm currently um, I, well I started three and a half years ago as station manager at Cardiff TV um, which was a weird I, it was not was a weird step. It was weird. I didn't expect myself to be managing. I was used to hate the managers, and all of a sudden became a manager. Um, I think this happened because um, from 2007 to 2014, I ran my own production company with a guy called Gethin Thomas, the late great departed Gethin Thomas, and my brother. Um, we did a lot of comedy documentaries. We did a lot of beatbox documentaries over in New York. Um, interviewed you know Predator Gwyneth from Pendulum. Um, Johan Griffith, the actor, Mr. Fantastic, Reese Evans, etc. Basically interviewing mates of mine who've done a million times better than I had. Well, so, doing what we're doing now, really, interviewing contributors you. to Welsh popular culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, just, just um, but, you know, but we were doing them as comedy sketches. We also did um, a couple of radio sitcoms in Washington English. Um, and that was fun, but, you know, totally burnt me out. Um, I think everybody thinks, oh... You know, you're working. If anybody wants to work in telly, you think I won't, don't want to work for another production company. These are my ideas. I want to do them. Um, there's a lot to be said about taking it through a production company because they do all. You know, you realise. You know, you have to deal with some people, and you're thinking, really, you're in charge, really, yeah. and it's quite heartbreaking. Um, and it's hard work, you know, and it's really hard work, and it's a lot of pressure. If you're freelancing, you can work for other people. This and the other. Pain having 15, 20 bosses at any given time. But you know, it's nothing. You're not when you run your own company. It's even worse because you can't freelance. Well, you shouldn't freelance, maybe. And I did, um, and I totally burnt myself out. So I went right at a massive midlife crisis at about forty-four, forty-five. I thought this is ridiculous. I've just been dicking about, so I'll get a proper job. Um, and I found myself in a setup uh, associated with Welsh government to do with climate change, um, for climate change commission for Wales. Um, trying to sort of communicate the message of climate change um and, you know his first proper job i'd never had an office job before um i had the advice there was a guy there john and first break time i said oh, i'm just gonna go for a poo he went what are you doing i said oh, i'm gonna go for a poo he went on your break i went yeah yeah he went don't go and poo on your break you want to play on their time? Don't want to put. What are you doing? You really? <laughs> well, so, you're paid to shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I said, like, oh, okay then. I'd never seen that. And he's saying with me and everything. 
And every time I come back, I'd be obviously there to sit down. He's like, like that's my boy. <laughs> that's my it's, boy. It's, it's like that silly rhyme, isn't it? You probably heard it. Like, when, when my boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. Yeah, you know? it's like a, there we are. I'd never heard it, you know. So I'd never had a job, job, turn up in office. You know, didn't do me any harm. And before that, I tried to do call centre for a while. That was interesting. Do you have any nice pools there as well? Yeah. Do you have any nice no, you no, you couldn't go to poo. No way, you had to go and. That's the other. You had to go and poo on your break time. So well, that rule doesn't really apply to every job, and you've got to pick your battles. Well, you really. should ask as policy. Maybe there should be a HR thing. Yeah, can it I shit be, myself yeah. while I'm yeah. 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 when can I go for a poo? Do I have to ask? Um, mm. But that, it wasn't just that the job. Um, very interesting. Uh, there was a campaign called the Wales We Want, um, which was. I'm sure you've heard the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act. I'm sure you have you heard the Wellbeing of Future Generations. It's a big act. It's just as important, you know, they brought out the Employment Act in yeah. whenever because kids are seven years old were working and they went, you just can't do that, <laughs> yeah? Um, so they've done that. It's the Wellbeing of Future Generation Act. A lot of people uh, turn their nose up at it. Um, I'm really proud to be even tiny, minuscule percentage part of the process. Because what it was, was I think that's my first swear, is basically it's an act, in the same way the Employment Act was, don't be a cant, and get seven-year-old kids working. You can't do that. Yeah. This one is, but all across the board. And what it means is that there's a lot of public services have a sort of right. Uh, they have a, a duty not to be a. Let's see. I'm going to stop saying that. Not to be a, an idiot. Not to be yeah. a dick. Not to be horrible. Not to be. Behave conscientiously, like. Well, and stuff like you know, right? That's it. Save a bit of money. Let's not have Christmas, Christmas lights in town in Cardiff. Mm. And of course, that is a good idea. But look at, the, look at the well-being of this. Cardiff looks nice. Any city looks nice with lights, this, that, yeah. and the other. It looks good, this, that, and the other. Um, if you get proper lighting, you know, sort of um, sustainable, developmentally happy, whatever it is. I did well as a communication officer, didn't I? Um, <laughs> if, you, if you do that, then look at the well-being side. Like, yeah, uh, you know, this bike stuff and everything, that's all to do with that. Um, so they were asking us, we need to get in, in the public sector, um, how to get to hard to reach people and what do you mean hard to reach well for schools example we're going into schools and, and what they were doing is asking the whole of Wales what is the Wales you want what kind of Wales do you want and those ideas would inform and in, into um, into this this act this bill which was going to become an act so you're asking staff and pupils or staff, just pupils staff is easy pupils easy but what was happening is yeah. you were going to schools and they were putting head boys and head girls or the swats or whatever which was fine so you get a narrow viewpoint rather Absolutely. than the broad so I, world peace and it's the, I think the phrase is it's like you know they're basically so I was going okay and I remember being in a meeting and I was quite so I speak like I speak now a little bit so I was going, oh, it's going after the little shits really. like you want to know what the little shits I've got to say about these things like I think, well it's not how we put it but yeah how would you get to them I went right so I did did a stand-up tour did a stand-up tour on Wales um, a couple of stand-ups in we all went round um, and you do a stand-up and of course with stand-up it doesn't matter how cocky or you've got to be the audience is you know there's a, that's a trick you shut up in listening and that's how you win um, so if they were being gobby then you'd get it back to them. And then once again, if you've, I mean, you know, I know Steph, you can do it very well, roast a member of the audience. If I said some of the stuff you say to an audience member, I'd be dead. And you <laughs> seem to stand there and they're going, oh, that's funny. I can't idiot. believe you've just done that. Um, <laughs> but you, there's, you know, there's a rapport there. And then we'd say, okay, then guys and girls, yay. at the end of this, we're going to have a chat about the whales we want. You're welcome to stick around. And everybody was sticking around then. Yeah. And, um, and there was interesting things. There was one, I remember, we were asking one kid, so what kind of whales do you want in the year 2050? Because that, that's what the question we were asking, or 2030, I can't remember. Anyway, in, way in the future. And he went, I don't even know what I want for supper. 
<laughs> and I went, okay, that's a good answer. He said, you know, well, never mind that. Like what what am I going to get Keith. next? What's going to happen next week? And another one was, um, it was a big discussion about let's create a Wales where everyone stay to work and, you know, stop this brain drain. And some some youngster said, he was about 17, 18, no, less than that. He must be about 16, 17. And he went, the thing is, even if you were born in paradise, you still want to go away from home, just have a look. Yeah. So what you should be doing is concentrate on creating a Wales that will go off, see the world, do this, that, get all the skills, but want to come back. And that was fascinating. So yeah, that was good. So I did all that. That was a lot of fun. I found a lot of it really difficult. I was out my depth a lot, yeah. a lot of academics, and I don't know what they were talking about most of the time. Um, but a lot of it was really passionate. I think we passed the point of no return with the climate change. I'm sure somebody said like February 12th, 2015. It was a big date. I remember everybody being quite sad in work that day. Going, well, that's it. We've, <laughs> we haven't done it. Um, anyway, I wasn't very good at... Um, it was a really highfalutin job um, with some really clever people. I was a bit thick, I think, in that world. Uh, so I left, and then I started pick, doing stand-up in English then, a bit more, um, and just doing bits and bobs here, and then I was doing a bit of freelancing in Cardiff TV. And then my predecessor here, he left, so they were looking for a station manager. And of course, because I'd done proper job, I said, well, I've done everything, but I've done a proper job as well. So they saw me for that, and that was three and a half years ago. Um, I think we just sort of skirted past something quite uh, big you said then. Um, you mentioned that... 20, 12, 12, 2015, 12th of February 2015 was like the point of no return. Well, I mean, there's always, change. There's always, there's always like, there's always changing and changing and changing. But yeah. I certainly remember um, that was, you know, there, there is a way of measuring sort of, I can't, I can't remember it was to do with carbon or something, but I remember it being quite pivotal. So you were very into this job. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Because they basically, I'd go, ah, and they go, oh, blah, 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 um, sustainable, this, blah, blah, and the, and the title, blah, blah, blah. And I go, right. And then I just go, and then about three days later, go, oh, all right, I get what we want to do. And then tweet about it. <laughs> or they'd say, blah, 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 blah. And these numbers, these figures, and this, and that, can you write a tweet about that? And these are the, and these 140 characters. And I was like, no, I can't. And then can you do it in Welsh as well? <laughs> and, of course, uh, scientific words in Welsh are really long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... I remember that being quite a, an important... I'm, sometimes, I'm sure it was February 2015. But, yeah, it's pretty it. scary. So I think and that was the trouble as well. It was, it's difficult to communicate what you can't see. Whilst now, it's easy to communicate the message of climate change because it's you know. Yeah. Like I tell you, look, look here, there's enough evidence. Even the though, obviously, burning. I think I was reading something about volcano activity. People come volcano activity the highest it's ever been. And then the volcanic society going, well, I think, saying, um, well, it isn't. It's just because we're seeing it more often. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it is pretty scary. And it, it is old. Anybody who denies that climate change is man-made is an idiot. Yeah. Absolutely. And I can't believe people are even doing it. It's stupid. Um, and it is all down to the fossil fuels companies. It's yeah. as simple as that. You know that film, um, what do you call it? The one with Keanu Reeves who invents a car that can run on water. Speed? Uh, no, not that. <laughs> no, that's not that. But there's some film there. That's true, all that. Look, everybody, people are inventing cars that can run on water all the time. And oh, they, yeah. just, and they, just, they just, just disappear all of a sudden. They just disappear, yeah. No, his car was so good, he's fucked off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I've got a red dot on my shit. So, yeah, and then since then, three and a half years, car TV, your local TV station, tune in. 
Um, we're also on Facebook. It's a good place to see our stuff in bite size. Facebook TV. Well, that's what I stories. consume. That's what like any made in Cardiff content I consume is always on Facebook, and mm. um, I, I find it quite nice because it's that sort of it stops me scrolling. Oh, what's this? Yeah, you know, when I, the little, little things you're doing there, great. Click, click, like. Go on. Oh yeah. yeah. Not you. I'm um, the listeners. Oh, yeah, the listeners. Is, this yeah. has been really nice, Dan. It's, it's, it's always it? nice to catch almost, up. No, we're gonna we're gonna wrap okay. up in about five minutes. But questions. I've got no. I've got features. No, Stefan, has, <laughs> Stefan hasn't got questions. I've got two, two uh, awful questions and one feature. So okay, cool. And there's um, another feature, if, if you don't mind. We didn't ask us over the top of the show. Um, yeah, I'm confident that um, I know. I'm oh, going to have yeah. a, a, a larger circumference of my head than any of our guests. Um, it's, I don't think it's circumference. I know people with bigger heads. I just like the 50p shape of it. Yeah, well, I've also got like this Neanderthal bump here. Can you see well, it? Well, again, I've of, seen all that, but yeah. I've never seen it with 50p face. If, you, yeah. if people pointed out you've got 50p well, face. Well, they're going to know. They're going to oh, know all Time, you Thank you for that. But, um, but you, you did point it out. But yeah, I know. I know. I, I got family up in North Wales, mate. You're, they'd call you Pinhead. Pinhead. Pen Drew, they call you. So uh, North Wales have got particularly large heads, have they? North I worked Wales. with um, Roland Phillips. I used yeah. to write jokes on the Jonathan Davis show. Right. I used to gags for him and I, Roland Phillips, and his head is 10 times bigger yours. One of the funniest oh, comedians. Be... Roland Phillips, one of the funniest um, comedy actors I've ever worked yeah. with. The and I worked with loads. Um, it was amazing. I think he, I've been told he's starting trying to get to stand up now. Roland Phillips. You should do after the circuit he's so he, he, funny he is doing that and he's trying to dip into startup I think right, possibly get him beautiful. on and he can have yeah, a oh, see if his head is bigger than mine get him on. Good, good, good idea oh, um, yeah so if you don't mind Dan Steph's going to measure your head alright is my head bigger do you know what I'll you take a Pepsi up. challenge here I, I don't I think you'd be surprised I've got quite a big head you have got a big head yeah, for quite, a, a, big quite head. a small bloke but yeah there we are. So sixty-three centimeters is the is the is the score. I'm currently getting my head measured by West William. Oh, 61. 61. See, see, see so cool. I'm still, I'm, st- I'm still undefeated at the. Have you got material about having a big head? Dropping me because yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can do the big head. So uh, surely I must be one of the closest. You are. You're 61 the is the set. Six beyond my my score. 61 is the, is the better yeah, next yeah. best. Yeah. Good. So top gear leaderboard. Yeah, so it's a fish. I'm almost as yeah, much so as a big star with a reasonably dream. sized head. <laughs> is yes. sort of the feature. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and yeah, but I'm not a big head at all. I'm a thin head. Yeah. So the other little feature. That I like to play with is anagrams of your name. Oh, lovely! Great. I, I, do what? I, I've never done this one. I know my name backwards, uh, Nulg Lainat. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Go on, then. Yeah, I, I, these are the ones I've I, I, I just worked out. I bet is anal in there. Shut up and wait. All right, okay, cool. okay, cool. This is the game. <laughs> so, then. I've got a dying Alan, okay, and yelling, yeah, Dean Jilly. That Dean Jilly is doesn't mean anything though, it does. Dean, as in Dean of the Oh, I've got a guy called Dean, and his mum is Jilly. All oh, right, all oh, right, Dean Jilly. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, Neil Dingy, <laughs> that. Dan Yelling, yeah, all Dingy N, Angel Delin, Delan Elgin. Delan Elgin, that's good. <laughs> name, yeah. Sorry, uh, BBC Wales correspondent. Edgy little Nana, <laughs> edgy little Nana. <laughs> I'm going into that. Yeah. yeah. Gilda Lenny. Okay. All denying. Yeah, that's ending. good. Yeah. That's Dye good. Glyn- Ooh. <laughs> you got Die Glyn Lan. And this is my favourite one. Denial Glyn. Because that's just swap the E and I've the had, E. I've had a lot of that. Uh, and also, uh, when people shorten your name, it's dangling. Like Which is the reason why when I if somebody said put me down as dangling, I don't like it because it makes me <laughs> even though people call me Dan, but I don't like calling my stage name for yeah, yeah. want of a better you got, word. You got dangling to the stage. It sounds like <laughs> a, it sounds like a, as if it's a comedy name like uh, Owen Money, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or Robin Banks, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then Pearl Nicholas, um, yeah, Don Kiddick, 
Um, <laughs> Don't get it. Yeah. Don't get yeah. <laughs> I never heard that before, and I'm sure I never will again. Yeah. But uh, and then I've got Scott two questions to uh, wrap up this absolute madness. As uh, if it's an either or sort of thing. Uh, would you rather eat a bucket of shit in mm. one go or have a teaspoon of shit with every meal for the rest of your life? Well, that's, I mean, that's a lot. Does it, that's a lot to eat in one go. I don't think you'd be able to eat this. like saying, would you eat that much mashed potato? You're not going to do it. Your stomach's going to There's buckets and buckets. And yeah. I, I'd be wanting to ask you this, actually. Mm. Can you pick the animal? And the size of the bucket, yeah. I would say, I would say, just because we're splitting hairs Human. Here. You know, there was... Um, Is it my shit? No, it's not yours. Uh, that, would, that would be too easy because you could regulate your diet. But imagine like a because sa- <laughs> I know this is coming yeah. up. I'm just going to eat loads of vanilla ice cream. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of cinnamon. Uh, like imagine a bucket like a like a kid's sand bucket. Okay, cool. Oh, oh that's that's not a bad. I'm not saying one of those buckets you get cutlery in in a beer. The yeah, one you take to the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little yeah. spade and bucket. Because it'd be nice, nice to eat a cast of shit. Upside and down, which, and it? whose shit is it? Which animal? But, uh, I'd go horse. Horse. No, okay. too easy. I too think easy. horse would be my choice. Too Rat. Rat. Ratchet. Oh, I don't know that. There we go. Teaspoon or bucket? Teaspoon with every Unless, meal for okay, well, life? The best way to do this is let's assume I'm going to do it, but I'm going to die. But if I die, the world is saved. Yeah, yeah okay, fine. Okay. Shall we going back to twenty? Actually, well, it doesn't matter because if that if that was the case, you would eat it with a spoon, a really small one, to prolong your death. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. right. Okay, just stick to the question. I'm very lucky in that I don't have a sense of smell. Yeah, um, and so. I am I, obviously I gotta have water, so I do it in small bits and just knock it down like little pellets. Like a shot of shit every yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. I do little pellets, bam, like that. Brilliant. Okay, that, that that's a de- definitive answer, definitely. Yeah. And I got another question for you. Would you rather have yeah the head of a dog yeah or the cock of a cat? Well, they got spiky ones, haven't they, cats? Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it like a hook on it? Like a barb or something? They go fishing. I might have made that up actually. I'm not really much of an expert. There's, there's something going on. There's something unpleasant. So would you going rather? On. Oh, head of a dog. In uh, Grand Theft Auto, one of the masks I have <laughs> is a black pug. It cost me 17 grand. What's the you know, in GTA Online, what's the most you ever spent on anything, Drew? Um, I think the most I ever spent on anything was when one weekend the game kindly gave you like a grant of like a million. It must be like a housing yeah. grant or something. And I just went and bought a flat. And nice, that was pretty much yeah. it. Was this like, is in the game. I, I need, <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if, if I need, in this game, I need a roof over my head. Yeah. So I went and bought a flat with a quite large garage, and it was, I think it was money well spent, to be honest. That's it. The, the stupidest one I spent money on was to get, I spent, obviously, buying flat. It's brilliant to get an apartment, but I bought, spent 37 grand to have, like, a blue neon light underneath my car at night. Yeah, yeah, so Daniel Westwood. Yeah, it was, yeah. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. I just want to say thank you very much to our lovely guest, Mr. Daniel Glynn. Thank Thank you very much. Thank you. That was the Tales from Wales podcast. If you enjoyed that, please uh, tell other people. Tell them to like and subscribe. Find us on Facebook at the Tales from Wales Podcasts. Otherwise, uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, Anchor, Castbox, Radio Public or Stitcher. Uh, but I have to say that Daniel Glynn was such a good guest. Uh, he is a fountain of knowledge in every single way. Uh, if you want to catch me or Drew gigging anytime with myself, give me a message or have a look at my Stefan Evans comedy page. Drew Taylor is doing his solo hour show, The Taming of the Drew. It's on October the 6th at the Volcano Theatre in Swansea at 7 o'clock. It's £5 on the door uh, if you don't already have a festival 
wristband. Okay, thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a great day, whatever you're doing. And yeah, just be nice to everyone. Thank you. We keep the world.